Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Christina Maria Martinez, joining us to share insights into her memoir, Shattered Pieces Everywhere, How I Found True Joy in My Most Broken Moments. Being completely open and vulnerable, Christina gives us a precious gift, the suggestion that we have the hope of tomorrow. She is living proof and is here to share further. Christina Maria Martinez, it is so wonderful to have you join us this morning. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you. And I am equally excited that you want to do that. You have uh, such an incredible story to tell. And one of the things about uh, these conversations that you know, I feel really privileged to have with persons like yourself is just the whole idea of hope in our life and that there's always something bigger and better, not in terms of necessarily big wealth and grandiose homes and such, but there's just something bigger for us in terms of who we find ourselves to be during the course of our life. And I, I feel that that is certainly a story that you embrace and that you have to share with us. Yes, I, I think, you know, growing up, sometimes, depending on what you went through in your life, um, hope doesn't always seem to be there. And you don't always seem to be tethered to something. Um, but this book really allowed me to share uh, a lot of what that meant for me and what that means for me today, really. And the thing that is really beautiful is your openness, your vulnerability and really sharing your whole life, you know, being really truthful about what went on. And I hope that that too, there's that word hope, I hope it brings that a whole idea of hope to others where things can be looking so grim and dire, but yet look at where you have come because you you were able to have the support and love around you to uh, arrive at this point. Oh, absolutely, Kate. It's funny that you say that because when I went through this writing process with Aquila Mendez-Valdez, who um, wrote the book alongside of me, um, and we had a, a small team um, of women around us, uh, another one, uh, Crystal Navarro, when we sat down and they were asking the hard questions. And I think I thought I was going to write this book and talk about my life and just share what became, honestly, like the surface chat of what the memoir I envisioned. You know, I would talk about some difficult things, but not go so deep. And between them and uh, the editor, um, who's Andrea Locato, they dug into me uh, some things that I even had buried. And I'll tell you, when we came to the part, you know, the book really talks about the, the darker side, you know the deeper side. Uh, for me, that looked like depression. Um, and I, Kate, I don't know if I was ready to talk about it. I'll be honest with you. Because, um, you know, we go through life and we kind of hide. You know, I grew up in um, what would maybe some people think poverty or lesser, you know, um, alcoholism. You know, I was raised by a single mom. Um, all of these things that as I grew up, I wanted to hide. And I felt like became maybe my... Um, darker side, you know, the things that maybe I don't want people to see. Um, and then as I went through life, um, you know, not sharing that became normal. It just became something that, you know, was like, we don't talk about that, you know. And then um, 
you know, in the book, I talk about an accident after finding, you know, what I felt like was true love. I had an accident and um, that kind of catapulted me into another dark side as I'm just kind of finding my way through life. So talking about depression, talking about the things that even as an adult, I felt like I hid from my truest friends. You know, maybe I felt vulnerable with them, but not vulnerable to share those things. Um, Akila, Crystal, Andrea really pulled those things out of me. So this book is like holding vulnerability, which I'm going to be honest, Kate, I'm not great at that. And this is really, you know, something. So um, I felt strongly to share it, not because I wanted to say, oh, look at me, but I felt the vulnerability was needed to show someone else it's okay. It's okay that we walk through depression. It's okay that we, you know, sometimes feel hopeless. Um, It's okay that we've got things that we feel like we want to hide, and it's okay to share them too so that we can find strength in others, so we can find, you know, tomorrow. Um, I know I said a lot, but I think I feel now so strongly about feeling okay to talk about those things that when we're not okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. It just, um, that vulnerability is really so big and so important because we, I think we become stronger and much more solid as we are vulnerable. Whereas, you know, we might have the misconception being vulnerable makes us weak, but it really is the opposite. Don't you feel? Oh, you nailed it. I mean, you absolutely nailed it because so going into the story when I, um, after my accident, so my accident, I had somebody pull out in front of me and I ended up hitting the windshield and going through that. Um, I went through the windshield and kind of came back in and with that, just, you know, went through some crazy stuff with my face. I lost a lot of, uh, not to be gross, Kate, but I lost a lot of skin and had a lot of reconstructive surgery. And for me, talking about my scars, I did not do that. I mean, I didn't talk about them. I felt like if I, if I didn't talk about, you know, X, then it didn't exist. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being vulnerable, I felt like that only amplified weakness. And in reality, when I finally decided to come out and say like, Hey, this is what I went through, or this is what I am, or this is what my past is. It actually made me stronger. I felt like it brought in more light into my life and it almost, place that, you know, people talk about like, oh, this is my badge of honor, but it literally made me feel like, you know what, this is what I went through. I came out of it and I'm a stronger person for it. And I feel really proud of my scars. So rather than feel like, oh, if I talk about my scars, they're going to look at them at the same time. It really just made me feel like, I mean, I hate to say like I'm a warrior, but it made me feel stronger. It made me feel like I'm a fighter. I can get through that. I can get through anything. So rather than hide them, I'm proud to talk about them. So I agree with you 100% on, you know, bringing that to light just gives us strength. And and I could hear it in your voice as well, is that <laughs> you're really sounding so solid, so confident, and really passionate about getting this message across. And it, I can't even say strongly enough how important and invaluable a lesson it is for all of us to learn and embrace if if we're really going to be all that we can be and in being that making the world all that it can be oh so true uh, you know um there's this 
um, moment uh, in my adult life. So I, if I could share with you, I had, my son was about four years old, I think, maybe two or three, four years old. And I decided to, um, I enjoy mariachi music. I talk about this in the book and um, I'm not, I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> but I was raised by a stepdad um, who is from Mexico. And I feel like I have um, uh, Mexican in my heart is what I always say. So I had this uh, moment where I met my husband um, to be, and I'm giving a little bit of the story away, so I apologize. But I'm watching this woman, this beautiful woman, uh, sing mariachi music. And I sat there and I thought, I've got to learn how to do that. It was so captivating and so romantic. And so I set out to learn this beautiful song. And um, anyway, I think that I went at this point, I've decided like 10 years later to go and do a concert. And when I uh, go into this concert, I had a friend who um, helped me with uh, getting on a, on a show uh, to promote it since it was um, giving back to uh, children who could use reconstructive surgery. And I was so shy. Remember, I talked about not wanting to talk about scars, not wanting to talk about my life. And at this point, um, she convinces me to go on the show. Um, and when you look at these two videos, so there was an initial interview and a secondary follow-up one. The first one goes back to what we were just talking about, hiding. And I just thought this was the worst decision of my life. I just told the world about my scars, and now they're going to see them. So when you look at that video, I'm kind of um, closed up, even my body language, very closed up and soft-spoken and shy. And then afterward, it truly gave me strength. It really made me feel invigorated. And I felt proud, what we were just talking about. And so when you see this follow-up interview, I'm this whole other person. And so who you're talking to, Kate, I'll be honest, is very different today than it was those years ago when I did that concert, before I actually performed and before I was interviewed and talked about, you know, what happened to me in the accident and the scars that are on my face. And so um, I'm excited about life, but I'll, I'll be honest, it wasn't always exciting. I mean, it was, um, you know, depression does something to you. After the accident, I really truly looked in the mirror and felt like, why did I live, you know, past that moment, you know, the crash and how can I live any further than that? But the reality is that excitement, enthusiasm, and things that I feel today, you know, um, I do believe has to do with faith, but more even the community that surrounded me. I was lucky enough to be surrounded by um, a, a group of friends and family that decided it was their mission that I would not wallow in what I was feeling and, and the pain that I was going through. And instead they create distractions or they would say, I'm picking you up to go to the movies and I'm picking you up to go to a friend's house. Um, and so truly they helped me find my tomorrow because you're talking to the Christina of today. Um, but that wasn't the Christina of yesterday, let's say. Right. Right. And therein though is the hope the gift that it is possible to, regardless really of where that place of depression might be, to, to always hang on to a thread and read, listen to other people's stories to give us hope and, and draw us out from it, because you are this living proof of how that does happen. Mm -hmm. It's true. And, you know, Kate, I think I, 
I grew up, um, so my mom, when, when I was about four years old, was really struggling. Um, I had a sister who was uh, two and a half years older, and um, by some encouragement, and this is kind of part of that story that's in the book, um, was encouraged to send us to a children's home and uh, relieve herself of her parental um, rights, so she gave us up. And um, we stayed in a children's home called Hillcrest in Arkansas. So we came from New Orleans to Arkansas. And growing up in that circumstance where you feel left or abandoned or not good enough or not, um, you know, for me, that translated into not being special, not being beautiful, not being pretty. And those things um, become a shadow, right? And I think you feel like this is my forever. I'm always going to feel this way. But, you know, eventually you start, you know, I was lucky enough to have my mom come back. She decided that um, she, I'm grateful, you know, she wanted to be with us. But I always felt like the happy ending, even though she came back for us, our circumstances never got really better. We always lived with less than. So you look at the other person and think, oh, well, they've got it. They've got the happy mm. story. My friends at school, maybe I would hide that my, you know, Christmas gifts were given by a sponsor family where they had everything under the sun. And so I looked at their life as perfect. I mean, like they've got it all. They've got the clothes or the material things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I truly had an enormous amount of love for my mom and support from family, but you always just look like you're, or you feel like you have this shadow and somebody else's life has got to be better. Um, and it's not always the case. I mean, even today, I think I try to instill into my son when he looks, he's 13, but when he looks at another family, when he was maybe, let's say, you know, six, seven, eight, when he sees a toy or a thing that they have, or maybe a better house or a bigger car, you know, truly it, it's in totality. Like he has to see that one thing that he's looking at. Um, but then take away all the other special things that he has and not just be focused on that one thing that he doesn't have. And so when you're younger, maybe you just focus on what you don't have and the shadow that it brings. But as you, you know, mature and get older, and I think that's what I wanted to do with this book is to share with someone that, you know, you might feel emphasis on this one thing that you're going through, this one thing that you don't have. Um, and it may be hard to see hope in all of the things that you have and all of the blessings that you've gotten in your life, whether it's your friends, your family, or just holding on to that one thing that gets you to tomorrow, you know, truly you will find that hope when it still feels like there is none. Right. Right. Yes. And so it continues. It Interestingly, as you share about your son and, and his having the feelings. So while you're experiencing your growth and awareness and aiming to share with him, this is still, it seems like just this part of us being human, this, what is it, the school that we're going through being a human being and learning. But there's so much that's so great that we can learn just bringing awareness to each other to overcome that. I, I think that that is what you have experienced with these challenges that you faced from a young life uh, in your life with uh, being four years old and in a children's home. Oh, absolutely. You know, going through life, I mean, I've read so many stories and I've watched, as you probably have, these beautiful stories of overcoming where, I mean, people have gone through some 
amazing or a tragic things and have come on the other side and have given so much inspiration. With this story, I couldn't help but feel I got the happy ending. Um, this story kind of came out of a conversation with um, Rudy Rudiger, who um, created the movie Rudy mm-hmm. about his life. And just such an inspiration. And so many people have loved, you know, this movie, Rudy. And uh, in chatting with him, I told him, I really feel like, you know, my maybe my childhood started off, you know, not so great. And I fell in love. And maybe after falling in love, I went through this accident and felt like no one could love me looking the way I felt because I felt like I, you know, came out like a, a monster. I mean, that's what I felt at the time, right? But then I went through life, I held on to hope, and here we are today, I got the happy ending, I got the Prince Charming, but out of it, I learned to love myself, right? And I wanted someone to feel like whatever you're going through, whatever, you know, circumstance, whether it's your past that you're trying to hold onto that is the shadow, right? Or it's what you're going through today that tomorrow is going to bring out a completely different story. You just don't know the ending yet, right? Your story is being written. The movie is still in play or the puzzle. I mean, if you think about a a puzzle piece, you know, sometimes it looks crazy when we're just starting or a third of the way through and we're just missing that last puzzle piece for you to see, you know, hope is coming. But for me, I did feel really, truly grateful that, my story didn't end with me looking in the mirror at this person I didn't recognize with these, you know, scars and crisscross angry redness on her face, but I got a different ending, right? And I felt like if I could share with one person, Kate, I mean, I'm really truly from the bottom of my heart, one person who reads this book and feels the way I felt where maybe their scars are on the inside, or maybe like me, they wear them on the outside. But if they could feel like, okay, if I could just get to tomorrow, that's going to get easier. And the next day, it's going to get easier. Today is not tomorrow. I mean, I, I know that sounds so crazy and cliche, but it really, I wanted someone to read this book and understand that their story is being written. There is hope for tomorrow. And just like the girl that looked at herself unrecognizable in the mirror, that truly it's going to get easier. It's not easy to t- today, right? And, um, but every day is worth living. And that really is it. Um, I'm, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm not here to feel like I'm an inspiration, you know, of sorts. But if I could just get that message to one person that feels like they've lost hope or they can't look at themselves in the mirror for whatever circumstance they're going through, but just to keep going, find a community to pull themselves in, to find, you know, someone that they can confide in, someone that would take them and get them to that next, you know, tomorrow, that it'll get easier. It really, truly will. Yes, absolutely. It's Finding that community, I think, is really key for probably the majority of us. We hear so much about how people are feeling lonely, thus they're feeling isolated. 
reach out. We need to to do that. That is going to really make such an impact on the scars. And as you say, Christina, whether they're on the outside or on the inside where no one sees and we think life is probably perfect for that person, those scars are there. And all of us, everyone is going through something, right? So, so I, I appreciate your message that you really want to have everyone here. And if one person really gets it and really begins to embrace and cherish their life, that's going to make a world of difference. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think about right now we're in Women's uh, History Month. And, um, you know, sometimes we think we need um, a Prince Charming, if you will, to rescue us. Mm. And uh, for me, I absolutely love that my ending, you know, um, had a real Prince Charming, who I, you know, eventually married my Tomas. But in order for me to get to that, I had to love myself, exactly who I was. And, you know, I relate my scars. um, And for me, I always emphasize mine are on the outside, but I truly uh, acknowledge that for many women, men, but I want to focus on the women as we are here in Women's um, Month, but my scars are like an arranged marriage. You know, I didn't uh, want them and, uh, or not even want them. I, I didn't love them from the start, but I grew to love and appreciate what they meant to me, what they taught me, um, who they created me to be today. And so I think about, you know, as women, we all have a story and a lot of them go untold. But if we can embrace those, you know, uh, stories, whether you consider them a scar or not, and let that be that story that um, gives you strength, that maybe they're your, you know, um, they're the thing that gets you, you know, uh, to your, you know, next day and gives you hope. But to know that you're enough, uh, you, you know, again, I love my husband and I love that I have that love in my life. I love, love, love. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's that strength and power and resilience is inside of us. We have it within us. And, um, you know, getting a community that comes alongside of us and helps us and strengthens us, that is truly what we need. But in us, it's there. And maybe we need a friend to help, you know, find that resting resilience. But um, And maybe we feel like we are in this crisis cocoon. There's nothing that, you know, um, it's happening around us. Everything is just, you know, so um, exasperated right here within what we're going through. But we've got that strength. We've got that resilience. And it's stored up inside. It's sleeping like a little giant. And if we could just grab onto it and not focus on, you know, um, our past or what's happening and just truly look in the mirror, love ourselves for who we are, um, wow, wouldn't that be? And, and it's not easy. I mean, Kate, I can't tell you I look in the mirror every day and I'm like, I'm so excited I went through the windshield and my scars are, you know, the way they are. I don't. I mean, some days I don't. I don't recognize them. I don't see them and I don't stare at them. And then other days I get caught up in them, you know, and they make me sad. And I decide, you know, how long that sadness is going to be for. Um, Not every time is the same, but I can't say that I, you know, oh, I've just, I've got the recipe for success. Um, I know how to take those shattered pieces and they've, they're, they're totally whole. They're not. I mean, I really think that 
if we can say inside that, oh, we've just, we've mastered this, we've got this, um, it doesn't happen that way, at least not for me, right? But I truly feel like every day got easier, as I was mentioning before. But, um, you know, some days we need to recognize, you know, where we're at and just say, okay, today's not an easy day, but tomorrow is going to be better. And that is so key, I think, in any of us for our healing. And and again, it is all of us that we have our good days and our bad days and to just find strength in the fact that it's always going to get better. So today is low. Maybe that's when we do definitely reach out to a friend or we read something inspiring. And that's where I feel like this book, Shattered Pieces Everywhere, is one of these stories that can give us that encouragement, that hope, that drive, that knowing, yes, it is possible to to get through this as dire as it may look. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're in that crisis cocoon, but one day you're going to break free. Okay, like that butterfly, you're going to break free, and um, maybe your wings are going to be a little bit tattered and torn, um, but that's okay, because guess what? You're out, you're breaking free, you're living, truly living, right? And so um, those shattered pieces or broken moments or um, what we've gone through, it's going to give us strength, we're going to fly, we're going to be strong, um, and we're going to be, I mean, for this month, women, we're going to be women of power, of resilience, of strength. We're going to encourage and love the women around us. We're going to give them encouragement and help them get through their tomorrow. We're going to build each other up, not pull each other down, as cliche as that sounds. I think I've had a handful of them talking to you today. But um, I think that absolutely tomorrow is so worth living for. And it's beautiful the the way the book did evolve that you f- realized you needed to share this story and that you had this community of women friends who were there encouraging you and supporting you all the way along. I, I Kate, I'm in debt for my life. I mean, I, let my voice come down a little bit and tell you, for my life, I'm in debt to, um, and I could get emotional. Mm. Um because truly, when someone sees you in pain, but knows that you're more than today, um, and I'm sorry, I don't really get emotional like this, mm. but you're making me think of the people that, you know, came around me and, um, you know, I wrote a book, but not because of me, but because they, they made me get to the next day, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm in debt to them, to my mom my friends, to the to everyone. I mean, a lot of them are named in the book because they're the reason why I could see to the next day until I could actually embrace my own love for myself because it wasn't there. So, yeah, I'm, you struck a chord, Kate. <laughs> you struck one. <laughs> I'm, I'm in debt to them. I mean, truly, emotionally, um, but truly. And I have them to think. I have a beautiful son a beautiful husband, beautiful friends and family and so many memories. So this is the 25th year and that is nuts. 25 years since that accident to the girl that looked in the mirror, didn't want to live the next day. And yet I can tell you, Kate, I wouldn't be able to write down the memories that I have been excited about and love 
you know, for the last 25 years, there's so many, they're countless, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have them if it wasn't for them, you know? Yes. And you're just showing us your vulnerability one more time, Christina, (laughs) in in sharing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so beautiful. I could just see, and putting it, yes, in that perspective, this was 25 years ago, and here you've had all these years and 365 times 25 years, all of that, where you could have, it could have been gone, but no, you embraced it. And to anyone who's feeling so down and, and feeling despair, to, to, to think about this, read this story, reach out. So the book, Shattered Pieces Everywhere, your memoir, this is available, of course, at any of our favorite book sources, correct? Yes, ma'am. Amazon, super easy. Uh, And, you know, uh, one of our favorite team members, Crystal Navarro, is the narrator on Audible. So if you're Uh like me, you're probably listening listening on Audible um, or uh, uh, Apple Books. But, yes, you can find um, Shattered Pieces, uh, the actual physical book, uh, in really anywhere. I always encourage Amazon, such an easy, great place um, to to give a gift. And let me tell you, Kate, we have the... um, uh, Kindle version mm. for 99 cents because I never want price to come in the way. I would really love if someone could, you know, take on the message that, you know, is in shattered pieces everywhere, um, but never make price a barrier. So Kindle is 99 cents and it should stay there for a very long time. But if you want that physical book um, copy, you can get it at Amazon, shattered pieces everywhere. And, of course, your website has lots of good information as well as, I think, the opportunity to purchase the book through there. Absolutely. It's ChristinaMariaMartinez.com. Nice long one. (laughs) And message me on that website, and I'd love to send any of your listeners an autographed personal copy. See, isn't that wonderful? Oh, Christina, you have such an important story to share, as you well know. And I am so grateful just hearing, you know, the strength in your voice and the passion to share it with others is right there. I'm just so grateful we've had this opportunity to be able to share it with more people. And then as a podcast, even more will get to hear it. Oh, Kate, you made me cry, Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Easy cry. I'm I'm actually looking at your picture right now because I love to see you know who I'm talking to and and um and enjoy you know your smile and I just am so grateful for you having me. Um, but you made me cry, Kate. I'm gonna have to remember that one. <laughs> I well, love it. Next time I see you, I want to give you a big hug. Okay, that's a good deal. And it was it was tears for a good cause. How about that? Oh, thank you so much. No, I super enjoyed it. Thank you. You're, You're a beautiful person. <laughs> well, you are most definitely, no question. And uh, you have so much to share. Again, many thanks for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Kate. It's great talking to you. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Christina Maria Martinez and Sunday Morning Magazine with Jane Healy. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. 
Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of being bold and courageous. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.